Good morning. My name is Reverend Jim Ernst, and this is Unity Minneapolis. Welcome to our live stream service today. These live streams are presented every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. each week and in our archives that are available on our website, unityminneapolis.org. Our annual book pack, uh, let me start that again, our annual backpack and book drives are underway. We're collecting new backpacks for PRISM and new books for Noble Elementary School in our neighborhood. Help us stuff the bus by delivering your donations to the Unity Minneapolis bus in our parking lot Monday through Thursday from 9 to 5. Monetary donations are also welcome, and it's easy to give on our website. Please use the backpack slash book drive fund when you're doing that. So activities this week include the men's group, which is meeting on Tuesday at 6.30 p.m., the new minister's book group, which starts on Thursday at 10.30 a.m. Reverend Jeanette will lead that discussion using Myrtle Fillmore's Healing Letters. And the Women of Unity on Saturday at 9.30 a.m. with a presentation on heart math techniques by Lynn Jensen. Next Sunday morning, Reverend Paulette Pipe, Keeper of the Flame for Unity Worldwide Ministries, will be our guest speaker and will also lead a healing gathering workshop at 11 a.m. She will facilitate an eclectic collection of experiential meditation practices, including mudra hand positions designed to bring our hearts into coherence. Learn more about all these events and activities on the church website, Facebook page, or Peak at the Week e-newsletter. You can also contact the church through email or voicemail. And now let's turn to Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. Join me in our opening prayer. I invite you, if you would, to go to that place within your heart and within your mind where you know and you feel God's presence. And this morning, may we take a deep breath together and we surrender again. We surrender again to this infinite presence within. And we feel that presence this morning. We feel this presence as love and peace, as justice. This morning we pray with our world. We especially pray for our country this morning. We pray that right and perfect decisions are being made at this time. We pray and we know without a doubt that regardless of appearances, that God is in the midst of this. So we hold each and every individual in prayer, our entire country in prayer today. In our mind's eye, we see peace, calm, joy. And this morning we are indeed grateful Grateful that we are divinely guided individually on what to do and how to do it and do it with great love. So we let go, we surrender again, and we are grateful. 
Grateful for this wonderful day. Grateful for the opportunity to step into life itself, to be that divine presence within this life. And we are so grateful. So it's with great joy that we say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Good morning again. We're so glad that you're with us today. Wherever you are in the world, we're glad that you've stopped and joined us today. I know you have many choices uh, for your experience, your worship experience, and we're glad that you've joined us today. One of our core values here is that of welcoming. Therefore, my dear friends, one of our favorite things to do is to welcome you. So if you're streaming today for the first time, we especially welcome you. And we invite you to find out more about Unity Minneapolis through our website at unityminneapolis.org. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to you coming back again. Blessings.
We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. And you're invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box here or submit an online prayer via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they're sent and forwarded to Silent Unity, where they're prayed for for an additional 30 days. The word for today is pray for others. The affirmation, I affirm truth for everyone I hold in prayer. I am honored by the trust people place in me when they ask for prayer support. As I pray for others, I see each one for whom I pray as divine and know the truth that each one is a living expression of God. My purpose in prayer is not to focus on the particulars of any situation, but to hold a higher view. As I center in prayer, I hold the vision that all challenging circumstances are moving toward a satisfying resolution in one way or another. I release all thoughts about the situation that prompted the prayer need and focus on the activity of God. As I pray, I see the life, the love, the wisdom, and the power of God at work, healing, strengthening, and establishing peace in all those for whom I pray. And the scripture tells us from Philippians, I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you. The word for today, pray for others. i 
Please join me in meditation. I declare the truth, the truth that I am a prosperous creation of a loving God. This is my natural state in oneness with my divine creator. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom we've heard before, and we know this to be true. As I focus on that spiritual quality of abundance through my daily practice of prayer and meditation, this becomes more and more obvious to me. My consciousness becomes one of expectation an expectation of having everything that I need. A consciousness that knows worldly circumstances do not dictate my reality. My reality, in fact, is spiritual. I deny any thought of lack. Instead, my reality is based in abundance. The simple act of turning within and opening my heart can make all the difference in the world. I take a breath and my heart opens even wider. And I know that Divine Spirit is here with me now. that there is never a time or place that I am separated from that divine presence. And I take another breath. I notice the energy of the inhale and I feel that release from that exhale. And I allow that space, that slight pause between the inhale and the exhale to flood my awareness with that divine connection. And I continue to receive that awareness with each breath, each breath I take. And let us take the next minute or so to practice this awareness of divinity and abundance as we move into silence.
as we gently come out of that silence, noticing our world around us, maybe taking a deep breath in and letting it out with a sigh. We again claim that abundance that is ours and our spirit expands a life of love that cannot be contained by any boundaries. And we know, we realize that we are blessed. We open our eyes and we acknowledge those blessings, that abundance in so many ways within our life. We know this to be true. Namaste.
Anna Christie, it's great to have you with us today. And our Unity Band and Laurie, thanks for being here. Reverend Jim, thanks for a wonderful meditation. You know, I've had a very challenging week. And I think one of the reasons I've had a challenging week is I've had my face in the news a lot this week. And I teach and I believe that we live in a factual world and we still hold on to the truth. And it's been very challenging this week for me to hold the truth when I have seen some of the things that's taking place in our country. It really has truly touched my heart, has brought me almost to tears more than once. And yet as I was thinking, what is mine to do? It became very clear that one of the things that's mine to do, and I believe with all my heart, that is yours to do, and that is to vote. Today, I understand we're 100 days away from our November election, 100 days away. And we're not far away from our state election as well. And one thing that I have been called to do this year more than ever is to research the candidates, to see what they stand for, to see what they believe, and how my unity beliefs fit into this. And I am so grateful that I live in a state where that I can vote with an absentee ballot. I don't have to compromise my health and my privilege and right to vote. And so what I'm inviting you to do as a Unity Truth student is to vote, to vote. And remember, it is a privilege to vote. And to vote absentee if you possibly can. But the main thing is as you fill out that ballot as I have done and mailed it in, Look at each candidate and see how they embody your values, the teachings that we teach here at Unity. I feel that we are on the verge of a major change. And I know without a doubt that we are called, we are called to be a part of that change. Sure, prayer is part of that. And yet I believe it's through prayer that we step into inspired action inspired action on what is ours to do. And it's become very clear to me that I want to be an informed voter. That's not the lesson today, but perhaps it is. Perhaps it is the lesson today. It's been on my heart. It's been on my heart all week. 
as I look at the news and see what's happening in different major cities in our country today. Our country seems to be changing very quickly. So today we continue <laughs> with our Keys to the Kingdom Prosperity Series. July is Prosperity Month at um, Unity Minneapolis, and I love the music that Laurie selected, especially the theme song for the month, More Than Enough. There's always more than enough. And we started this whole series with that definition of prosperity, knowing that prosperity is so much more than financial prosperity. It's about health. It's about relationships. It's about so many things in our life. And so that first week as we started, Reverend Jim began talking about the power of commitment. And he reminded us that as we make that commitment in our life for our prosperity consciousness, or the, we make the commitment for anything, that guess what? The universe rushes to help us fulfill that commitment. Things seems to happen out of the blue, almost like magic. In that second week, we talked about the importance of vision. 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 And, you know, the, the scriptures tells us in Proverbs, those without vision perish. We talked about the importance of having a vision for each area of our life. For us to cope, to have that vision and then co-create it with spirit. And of course, David Owen Ritz in his Keys to the Kingdom reminds us that we will rise no higher than the vision that we set for our life. Get that. If you walk away with nothing else, get that. So our vision continually expands. It expands through practices. It expands through prayer. It expands through faith. But also we want to be clear about our vision clear about it so that when it happens, we know it's manifested in our life. I love the quote from Eric Butterworth. He says, sometimes we wouldn't know if our prayer had been answered or not. We don't know what our prayer is. But let's be clear about our vision. And of course, last week, Reverend Tony talked about, you don't know if you don't know. She talked about those importance of those beliefs that we have in our life. Those beliefs that so often keep us from expanding our vision and learning uh, those new beliefs and replacing those old beliefs with new beliefs, such as truly believing that God is the source of all good in my life. God is the source of all good in my life. That one belief right there, knowing that it comes from many different channels, and we don't have to know where it's coming from. I love being able to let go and let God, knowing that God is that source. And today, we're going to conclude this series about talking about letting go, letting go, letting go. Wow. We could probably do a six-week series just on letting go. But David Owen Ritz, in his thing of Keys to the Kingdom, he reminds us of the spiritual law of circulation, he reminds us that as we give, we receive. As we give, we receive. And this spiritual law of circulation, Catherine Ponder, in her Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, Catherine Ponder is a wonderful metaphysician and a wonderful teacher, and she says, basically, this circulation law or this vacuum law, because you see, when we circulate things in our life, we create a vacuum, 
When we let go of things, we create a vacuum, and the universe rushes to fulfill that vacuum. And Catherine Ponder says, basically, that vacuum law of prosperity is this. If you want greater good, greater prosperity in your life, start forming a vacuum to receive it. In other words, get rid of what you don't want to make room for what you do want. And so often we hold on to these things that we really don't want, that no longer serve us. And that, I believe, blocks the flow of prosperity in our life. In other words, prosperity is there. How much can I accept? How much can I accept? And that depends on how much I am willing to let go. That depends on how much I'm willing to let go in order to accept. David Owen Ritz, he says, first and foremost, we form a vacuum in the outer world. We have to let go of those things. And he suggests several ideas about helping to form that vacuum. He says the first thing that we want to do, and gosh, we can all relate to this. I can. The first thing we want to do is to let go of the clutter in our life. Have you noticed you let it go and it seems to clutter one more time? You let it go and it clutters one more time? How many times have we cleaned out our closet and oh my gosh, it's there one more time? But he says, let go of the clutter and then know what you have left and where it is. And he says, then that second thing that we need to do for our prosperity is to open up our finances, to get clear about our finances. Start, stop having fear around our finances. Open them up, be sure. Open them up to the universe. I'm so grateful for our, our finance committee here as they continue to open our finances and do it through the process of prayer, do it through the process of blessing, understanding those things that we bless, they increase in our life. Let go of the clutter. Open up our finances. And then he says, set goals. I love to set goals in my life. I do that every year. But surprisingly enough, when we set a goal, it creates a vacuum in the future. When we set a goal here in the present moment, letting go of clutter and stuff, it creates a vacuum right now. And things rush, those things that we want. We're conscious about how they come into our life. But when we set a goal, it creates that vacuum in the future. And again, the universe rushes in to fulfill that vacuum. So we let, create that in the outer by letting go. Well, how do we create this vacuum in the inner? How do we create that vacuum? And I believe that we create that vacuum within, because it is within, without. I believe that we create that vacuum through the process of forgiveness, of forgiveness. Old Joe was dying. He was on his deathbed. And he was not, he was not right with Harry. He and Harriet had some disagreements, and, and he, he just was not right, and he did not want to go into eternity without making it right with Harry. So old Joe on his deathbed, he called Harry in, and Harry came, and he looked at Harry, and he said, you know what, Harry? He says, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry for the things that I have done. Will you please forgive me? And Harry said, of course, I'll. they took his hand. Of course, I will forgive you. Of course, I'll forgive you. 
And Harry was feeling so good. And as he started to leave the room, Joe screamed out and he says, don't forget, if something happens and I don't die, this does not count. So often, my friends, what happens is that when we do our forgiveness work, we want it to be conditional. We want that forgiveness work to be conditional. And yet what happens also is this unforgiveness blocks our good in our life. So we have to forgive. You know, just as unforgiveness blocks our good, it also affects our health as well. Another quick story. There was a village. There was a village in the remote part of the world. And the people in this village began to get sick. They began to get sick, and the, the large city nearby sent experts into the village to see what was going on. And sure enough, the people were getting sick, they were getting nauseated, and actually they were beginning, some of them beginning to die. So they knew that something was wrong. And so they tested the water, and sure enough, the water was, was terrible. Something was wrong with it. That was what was making the people sick. So immediately they started going upstream, upstream to see what was wrong with this water source, see if they could find it. And as they traveled upstream, they found nothing. They traveled for days. They eventually got to the mouth of the spring, the mouth of the spring, and they looked and they saw absolutely nothing. Everything looked fine. So they were perplexed. But they were smart enough to send a diver down. And sure enough, in the mouth of that stream, a pig and piglets had fallen into that stream and had gotten wedged there. And that water source was being contaminated as it went by the pig and the piglets. You might want to get some pigs out of your life. You might want to do some pigs out of your life. And how do we go about doing that? We do it through forgiveness. Those folks that we perceive sometimes as pigs, in order for them to leave our interior life, in order to give us peace of mind, we have to do that forgiveness work. We have to let it go. We have to let it go. So forgiveness is is in some ways, it's a choice. Obviously, we have a choice about whether we're going to do for the forgiveness work. And it's also, we have to have a willingness on our part. Another story. It seems like in the midst of the night, dark, dark night, there was a battleship, and they could see nothing. And suddenly, they saw a light straight ahead. And the captain knew without a doubt that if he kept going, that he would run into that light. So he, he radioed, and he says, this is the captain on this battleship, and I demand that you go 10 degrees west. The signal came back. I demand that you go 10 degrees east. Wow, this captain was really upset. He, he, he sent another message back. You don't seem to know who I am. I, this battleship belongs to one of the greatest fleets in the world. And I demand 
that you go 10% west. I'm a captain. Suddenly he got a text message back. And he says, I am a second-class seaman, and this is a lighthouse. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. And that's what happens in forgiveness. The choice is yours. And yet it is only through forgiveness that we are free. It is only through forgiveness that we experience prosperity in our life. It is only through forgiveness that we get the pigs out of our life. So there's many different methods of forgiveness. Many. Several. And yet, one of my favorites is one that I discovered 35 years ago. And it has been a standby for me ever since. And it's the first thing I go to. When something's wrong in my life, I ask, what do I need to forgive? And let me tell you, this past week, there was a lot of things wrong in my life. And I knew without a doubt that I had some forgiveness work to do. I did not want to do it. I did not want to do it, and yet in order to do it, in order to be free, I had to do it. So I began the process. Now, don't, don't get mixed up here with forgiveness and reconciliation. Let me say about that little side note here. I think so often we think we haven't done our forgiveness work because we haven't reconciled with the pig. Or we haven't reconciled with that person that we're trying to forgive. Forgiveness only takes one person. That's you. And you do the forgiveness work for you. Reconciliation takes two. Now, it's wonderful sometimes when you can forgive and reconcile, but often that is not the case. So it's important to know that, guess what? This forgiveness work is for me. And if I, want, if I choose willingness, if I choose to be in misery, I can continue to be in misery. But 35 years ago, a man by the name of Joseph. <laughs> no, not, Mary, not Joseph, father of Jesus, not that Joseph. It was another Joseph. It was my sponsor, Joseph, in a 12-step program. And he took me to this example of doing forgiveness work. He says, this is from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 552. If you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for the person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health. Ask for their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. And even when you don't really want it for them, now listen to this, even when you don't really want it for them, and your prayers are only words, and you don't mean it, go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks, and you will find you have come to mean it and to want it for them, and you will realize that, there, you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding, and love. 
That has happened numerous times with me. Especially, the, I had a boss one time, I shared this before, she was like one of the worst things in the whole wide world. That's where I was. Awful. And I started for two weeks praying with her, based upon this right here. And in less than two weeks, she changed. No, I don't know if she changed or not, but I changed. I changed. And my prayer was, God, give her exactly what she deserves. You know, that's the best I could do at the time. But then eventually, it changed to love and compassion. And today, we are still friends. Today, we are still friends. Mary Morrissey tells a story. Mary Morrissey is a wonderful teacher. And she tells a story of how this guy, uh, he and this guy and his, his friend, his best friend, were just buddies. And this guy and his wife were having some challenges in their relationship, having some challenges. And he would go tell his best friend about it. Go tell his best friend about it. And suddenly, he discovered that the challenge in the relationship was his best friend. That his best friend had been having an affair with his wife. And Mary told him, you've got to forgive him. You've got to forgive him. Wow. Mary tells the story. She says, okay, I'll start trying. And this is how he started. If a Mack truck does not hit him first, then I forgive the sorry bum, 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 bum. That's all he could do. That's all he could do. And then it turned into true forgiveness for his friend. And as a result, this man went on to find the right and perfect relationship in his life. And you know the friend that took his wife, so to speak, that relationship did not last. See, there's a law. There's a law of giving and receiving. So, my dear friends, let go, let God, and then be grateful. Be grateful. Gratitude is a game changer. Begin to bless and be grateful for everything in your life. Everything. So this week, I have an assignment for you if you choose to accept it. First of all, start removing things in the outer world that no longer serve you. Let it go. Create that vacuum. Create that vacuum to be filled with exactly what you want to fill it with. We could tell story after story about that. And then the second thing, ask who you have put out of your heart. Who have you put out of your heart today, this week, and then begin that process of forgiveness? Because it truly, it truly frees you and creates the flow of prosperity in your life. That's, ask that question. And then I have a third challenge for you. Wow. It's a challenge that I believe that really will demonstrate for our community that spiritual law of circulation that spiritual law of giving and receiving. So this is your kindness challenge for the week. I invite you for the next two weeks to go and do something kind for someone. Now, I know you're probably thinking, well, I do that all the time. I know most of you. Of course you do. But for the next two weeks, be conscious of doing a kindness project for someone. And then let us know about it then let us know. Take a photo. 
send it to the office or, 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 or send it to the office and let us see what you have done. Or you can actually post or upload. Let me see exactly how we can do that. Don't you love this? I want to be sure that I tell you the right way. Um, it says, we can collect everyone's kindness challenge stories. We want to know your story. Please tell us about your kindness experience or show us with a photo. Mail or email your stories and photos to the church office or you can upload it directly to our kindness challenge event on Facebook. I believe this will do several things for us. I believe, first of all, it will demonstrate for each of us that spiritual law of circulation. And I believe the other thing that it will do, well, it will connect us even closer as a community as we share our kindness challenge with each other. Let me share some of the things that you might want to consider. Surprise pay, surprise pay for the car behind you in the drive-thru. I shared that with someone the other day, and they were getting ready, and they said, well, um, you know, how much is the, the car behind me? How much is the car behind me? I want to pay for it. And it was like $60. And he, she said, I'll pay for half of it. Go ahead and pay for the car behind you. Or create a sunshine box of encouragement. Write a thank you note and deliver it. Make a meal for someone that's expecting a baby. Cut the grass of an elderly neighbor. Leave some candy on the copy machine at the office. Say thank you more than once. Pick five people and leave an encouraging comment on their Facebook wall. You know what you're guided to do in this kindness challenge for Unity Minneapolis. I love you. I bless you. I behold the living presence of God within you, and I hold you in my thoughts and prayers. God bless you.
a chance in our service we have to support this ministry. So I would encourage you to look at the bottom of the screen. At the bottom of the screen is the, are the different ways that we have to support this ministry. And here at Unity Minneapolis, we do have a vision. We have a vision that we've developed. We measure those things that we do against that vision. Let me just read that vision very quickly. Centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. Those things that we do in this ministry are measured against that idea of love, peace, and compassion. Now is your chance to support this ministry as we do that great work. So know that you can use your phone. You can also click on the donate button that is on the website. Go ahead and click on that and donate to this ministry. Together, let's also do our offertory blessing together. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Thank you, Laurie. And thank you for your support. Thank you for your support, especially during this time. I want to remind you that our prayer chaplains are holding sacred space with you during, in their homes today. 
And if you have a prayer request, by all means, go to our website. You can fill out that prayer request, and our ministry will begin praying with you immediately. I also want to remind you of our kindness challenge, our kindness challenge for the next two weeks. And be sure to bring the entire family into it. Be sure to bring the kids into this as well. And speaking of kids, I really miss our kids, don't you? I do, I do. And, you know, today we have some, you might probably already know this, but it's, it's kind of bittersweet, actually. Uh, we have our associate minister, Reverend Jim. Reverend Jim has been with us for a little over 10, about 10 months now. And he started here as an intern. He completed his internship with us, was ordained, and stepped into the associate minister, one of the associate minister positions here. And Reverend Jim, you've made a difference here. You have made a huge difference here. And the good news is that he is stepping in as the senior minister at Unity Center of Central Minnesota in Sartell, right up the street from us. So not so far... And I know without a doubt that we'll be able to hopefully do some work together, collaborate together, and do a few things together. So I really want you to appreciate Reverend Jim because he's made a huge difference in my life, in this community. The hospitality hour today is in honor of Reverend Jim. So zoom in, tell him how much you love and appreciate him. And then also, you might want to send a card to him. You can do that right here at unityminneapolis.org and wish him well. He begins his work there, I believe, the first week in August, the first week in August. So uh, just uh, hold him in prayer as he begins to do this, as we all do. So uh, we're also going to dedicate our prayer for protection today to Reverend Jim. So Reverend Jim, would you like to come up and join us? And we'll go... Let's have our prayer for protection and our peace song. Let me, did I miss anything? Sometimes there's so much to go over. I miss things, you know? I don't think so. For me, I got the important points here. So, Reverend Jim, the light of God surrounds you. I am light. The love of God enfolds you. I am love. The power of God protects you. I am power. The presence of God watches over you. I am presence. Wherever you are, God is. I am divine and all is swell. Yeah. 
Like whenever you're on vacation, let me know because we'll invent a backup part and uh, we'll bring you down. And I'll be here. Have you in the lineup. Because that's what friends are for. That's great. Congratulations. Thanks to Pete and Dave, Anna Christie today, Tim, Jay, all our video folks. And uh, we'll see you very soon.